and welcome to Not Another Education Podcast, the podcast where we can't promise you'll learn anything, but if you like great chat and awesome guests, then you are in the right place. If you haven't already, please take a moment to follow us on your listening platform so that you don't miss out on any great chat, giveaways or discounts. Darshna is back today, but not for our normal catch-up. We're actually celebrating with her. She's recently become digital product manager at Twinkle. And now you will all know I am an advocate for women in tech, as I am one. And Darshna is here to share a little bit of insight about her exciting new role and the process behind creating the digital products at Twinkle. I turn the volume up, I'm turning the brightness up, thinking, why is it not getting any louder? <laughs> <laughs> they're just those blue, whatever they're called. And like a year later. You I'm are, like, you're living the dream. It's so bizarre. Well, I mean, it, it, it's awesome what, what you're doing. I mean, I, I'm always constantly amazed at like how we go. I mean, I don't actually know, since the, like, the last episode, I don't actually know what I'd do if I had to go back into the classroom like today. I'd just like muddle through. I think I probably would, but at the same time, it's like coming from a teaching background and developing yourself into like a, a digital space and di- digital role. It's just, it's kind of mad, isn't it? But it feels relatively natural because it's like still the same industry, if that makes sense. I don't think I wanted to go back to teaching. I can go as a specialist of digital, like across multiple schools. Yeah, whatever. exactly. Yeah, but, yeah. Like, I guess it's the same as your job in a sense. It's nice that you genuinely are doing different things every day. Yo, have you heard of that um, six degrees of separation? You're always six people away from like yeah. someone else. So, like, I don't know, take. Uh, I don't know, like a celebrity, whoever you want. Um, and then you think of six people that you could potentially be closest to. This is a podcaster I yeah. really like, called Joe Santagata. And this is how I found this guy, this Rob, this 10K Rob guy. He was on that show. And then I was like, oh God, I'm so, I'm like really like close to Joe, who's like a New York podcaster. Um, because this, me and this guy have also had the same exchange. Um, yeah, it, it, it's interesting for sure. And, I think sometimes we're so so focused on I think just getting stuff done that really we forget that human interaction is is so valuable in in, in, so, in so many ways right like but for, for a lot of ways like I mean sometimes I kind of think oh you know I could really do about going to meet a friend or I could really do about this oh. because I'm super busy but when I do like I feel so uplifted you feel so much happier after it, don't you? Um, in your stories, your, how you've transitioned, transitioned, <laughs> not transitioned, how you lived from, you've had so many jobs and you've, like, edu- your pets, your educate, like, how you come from teaching to this, you've got loads to share. You lived in Spain, that's your story. Yeah, but, like, it still doesn't feel like it is. I don't know, it's weird, do you know what I mean, like, if you have one hour, one opportunity to tell this person, she's yeah. got like all these followers and then you're putting yourself out there. Cause I listen to all of his like meetings. He doesn't call them interviews, meetings. I'm like, oh wow, that's amazing. Like, well, there's like a wild swimmer, somebody who, um, you know, travels the world just swimming in like uncharted, well not uncharted cause all the waters are charted now, but like basically these unpopulated waters. 
Um, and I'm just here with like a horde of animals thinking, what's so interesting about me? You yeah. are your you are your own story. It's not I think that is very deep, Darshna. <laughs> <laughs> you are your own story and like I think people you're very not in a horrible way, you're so relatable that people would love listening to you just talking. Like because you live your life for you and I think people would appreciate that because not everyone has swam in however many oceans or done all those things like it doesn't matter there are people out there who have just got kids and got pets and sometimes they feel like they're not important enough because they're not the ones who are swimming the channel and doing all these things when actually you're pretty bloody special so just you be you and it'll be amazing you're such a a sweet and cute face honestly you're so lovely conclude i am well thank you it's been a very exciting week or two everything's progressed very very quickly but it's been brilliant and just i love the fact i've come from obviously we've all come from teaching backgrounds and i've always been passionate about like education and technology and i used to teach computing um in my last couple of years because i was um, previously a teacher for 11 years mainly in key stage two and yeah i've always had an interest in it from when I had my Commodore 64 when I was much younger. And oh, wow. Just, I know, very old school, but um, very retro. But yeah, I've always had an interest in it. And the fact that there's this opportunity in an educational publishing company has been brilliant. And it the brilliant thing is I can apply all the skills that I've learned previously. So my video content creation position and then looking at owning an app itself, learn and explore, and now being the digital product manager has been a really good opportunity because I still look after the app. So for me, it's a natural progression and it's just a really exciting opportunity where I look after all the apps, essentially. Um, so all digital, all of Twinkle's digital offerings, which include things like all the apps and other products such as Create and Go. It's just really exciting. I love, I love Twinkle Create. Do you, ever, do you ever used to mess around that when you were a teacher? Just make all kinds of <laughs> cute little like writing frames and stuff. Yeah, it's very exciting. Um, but Twinkle have got some brilliant, brilliant products that are digital. And it's the way forward, I feel. Um, it's the of, future. It is. Embracing <laughs> digital products is the way forward. Yeah, I mean, I feel like that should be your tagline. Embracing the future. Embracing digital products at Twinkle. Have you always been like quite techy? Like, have you always been interested in like kind of like the techy side of it? You know, when you were teaching, did you try and like include loads of it in your teaching? Like, where's like the interest come from? Yeah, I think um, just from just your usual child growing up playing computer games and (laughs) um, playing lots of my brothers and just having that background. And so within teaching, I think I was always trying to. When, as soon as we had iPads in school, I was the one who was trying to download the apps and use be a bit more technical with things. And um, I was actually, and this is something that I loved doing. I was part, I organised, sorry, um, a Lego league at my school. Nice. Um, I think I told you about this, which I used to love. And we used to basically get the kids to enter a national competition where they would program Lego. It was like robot wars. Robot wars. How, how do you program Lego? You get programmable Lego um, that you connect to an app and you can actually program it. And um, it's an actual competition where you get 
sent like a map and then you have to design different you have to create the structures to go on the map made from lego that they send you and then you create a robot to complete challenges it's literally like robot wars for kids it's the coolest oh thing ever um so I, I did actually go used to go back to help my school with that when i um, left teaching just because i think i just enjoy that aspect of it so much oh, yeah. i can't quite let go because it's all the stem sort of area of things which again is another important aspect to um, digital products yeah you're a big stammer like I mean I feel like it's something that we're not conditioned to do naturally like as as girls and you know when 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 I was kind of growing up it was like oh you should do art so I did all the artsy stuff I did like performing arts at school because I'm a bit of an exhibitionist well I used to be anyway well I kind of probably still am because otherwise I wouldn't be doing this job but you know it I was never really, I always wanted to know how like the tech stuff worked. Like, how do they get the lighting like that? How do they, like we watched Sing 2. Have you seen that movie, Your Kid Yet? It's really good. Okay, so like, you know, the final scene where they do like the crazy big show at the end. Yeah. All I kept yeah. thinking throughout that was, but how would that work? Like what pyrotechnics and what like light editors and how how would that work? And Jonathan was like, it's a cartoon. You just need to chill. Like, that's physically impossible. I'm like, but I want to know how it works. And I think it's that natural curiosity, isn't it? That, you know, it's something that if we don't, like, show kids how to be curious, mm -hmm. if we just, like, over-test them and push push all, like, the core subjects to the point where yeah. those questions stopped being stopped being asked, then yeah. that that's, that's the saddest thing because if you've got that curiosity to begin with, then, you know, you're golden and you know, kind of with the apps that I think Twinkle does have, it makes kids kind of see the different facets to learning and how it's not just in a book. And I mean, there's nothing wrong with it just being in a book, but it brings it a little bit more to life, doesn't it? Especially with Learn and Explore. Like, I love I love that app. Um, I use it, like, I'd say, if not every day, every other day, just because, oh. like, I was like, oh, can we see the dinosaurs? And I always wind Jonathan up because there's a spider one. And like, <laughs> he hates spiders, so it's yeah. good fun. <laughs> it's quite a big spider. It's massive, isn't it? It's pretty gross. It's like something like a Jumanji. <laughs> it's very detailed and realistic, I would say. Um, how, how do they make it? Like, what? what's... It's just me being curious again. Like, so, so does somebody start with, like, a drawing? And then, like, what, like how is that? What's the no, process? so um, with Learn and Explore, there's two very, very, very talented animators. Um We've got Fran and Liam. Don't know if I'm allowed to give them a name check, but they're, they're so <laughs> incredible at what they do. And we have like an ideation meeting to begin with where they're involved in it, with it. I think originally it was just writers and editors, but it's just where we discuss what pack they're going to do next and think about the different models that we can include. Yep. And it's great talking all together because the editors and animators can make suggestions and they the animators can physically, actually say whether or not they can make those things. and yeah, they just use inspiration from different pictures and um, different things they find online. But it's not like hand-drawn or anything like that. It's just using um, using their brains because they're just, they're incredible. Like the whole team is incredible. And like the coolest one that, I keep saying cool because I genuinely think it is. Um, the pack that they've just uh, finished recently was one on mythological creatures. Oh, that and is cool. Incredible. So if a teacher is telling the story of like Theseus and the Minotaur to be able to have the Minotaur in the classroom is just brilliant. It's scary. It's scary. It's scary but <laughs> I think with kids, 
Like the society we live in, society we live in today is so infused with technology. Sure. We need to include it and realize that it's just as important, I think, as teaching your basics like of reading and writing and maths. I just think um, going forward, things are going to use more and more technology. And if children can use it now and we not teaching it as something separate, but we're using it sort of in a interactive way with what they're learning now, then they don't see it as something separate. Yeah. Because I'm sure you remember when we were at school, you do all your normal English maths, um, all your normal standard lessons. And then you comp- it wasn't even computing then. It was ICT or just IT. It was just IT. And you have a separate <laughs> session of IT where you go in and do the IT suite. Oh, it's the best. A bit of word here and there. And um, it was very separate. Whereas now there's so much more of a creative curriculum. It almost hands it, makes it easier, I think, to include it within the curriculum. And so kids don't see it as separate. They see it as part of their education. But it kind of has to be like picking up yeah. what you were saying that like kids are such visual. Well, I think we all are pretty visual. Oh, yeah. It's just it's just the way we've been conditioned to see like all the short form content. And, you know, Instagram is just like a photo book of like all these different concepts and ideas and people. And, you know, to, to, to not have that, to, to deny it completely is just not indicative of like progressive learning. So I kind of think that, you know, to have, have these little technological things that it's just part naturally like for me I remember mm. doing like IT and we had to do it as a GCSC it was like the driest thing ever and it was like <laughs> how how to make a spreadsheet and I mean I still feel like I'm I'm pretty like groomed towards using the odd spreadsheet now like to make lists and whatever and you know yeah. mess around the cell properties and stuff but it was all about like how to make a powerpoint and how to animate the text and stuff which I mean, kids are always going to enjoy that because it's just like quick wins, isn't it? But actually teaching them like the technological side of it, I think is actually quite a specialist thing. And what I imagine like the products, like the the digital side of Mm. Twinkle, um, you know, the apps especially, is that, and I'll pick up in a second bit, essentially like a lot of schools find it hard because it's such a niche thing to teach. Like, you know, it's like teaching a language, isn't it? That... You don't speak. So it, it, it becomes even more of a challenge, which then with all the mounting pressures of being a teacher, it becomes so much easier to be like, oh, should we just do like something else? Like, let's not book the, the yeah. computing suite or whatever. So, you know, it gets put on the back burner. So kids don't have the correct exposure necessarily, but like the, the digital products I imagine are there to kind of bridge that, make it easier for them. And, you know, so they can they can yeah. pick it up and, and I think what's, look like pros, so they're not having to do like a computing degree to, to do it. No, and and I think what's really really useful is also, as well as teachers being able to use it in school with it being Twinkle, which is accessible by parents as well, it provides that link. So if yeah. there's things that a child is doing at school using the Twinkle apps, um, they can then also do the same exact same thing at home. And yes. I think it provide it does provide a learning opportunity. Of, it really does for the children. But also, I think it's interesting for parents to see as well because I think it's all too easy for parents because we are, I mean, me and you are both parents. Yep. And we're so busy that sometimes it's difficult for us to, I'd love to know every single day what each child has done in school, even though they don't always remember. <laughs> but um, just 
being able to actually see what it is that they've done quickly in a way that isn't time consuming and knowing because I think especially like e-safety you've got to be so careful with what children can access so things like the twinkle apps are safe because essentially you download the app and you're using an actual educational app which is created um all the apps at twinkle are created by qualified teachers so we know that it's it's accurate essentially and no, I'd feel safer with my child using an app where they're not having to go onto the internet um, in a way that could not be safe. So yeah. I mean, that's important. Yeah, because I remember like internet safety mm. used to be, you'd make a poster, which would link to PHSE, which is great. And it would yeah. be like, you know, don't talk to strangers and, you know, we don't cyber bully and all this sort of thing. Like that was the buzzword, wasn't it? Cyber bullying. But it's so much more than that because content has never been more accessible for kids yeah. and and that's the danger of it so it's you've got this like balance haven't you essentially between teaching kids how to use it responsibly mm. like versus their natural curiosity of like wanting to see what's out there but also parents having to not censor everything but like yeah. teach them that responsibility and one way to, to like you're saying to do that is you know, monitor the apps. And I mean, I, I remember a few years ago, there was loads in the news about um, families suing companies for like these in-app purchases and everyone was going like mad over it because like their four-year-old was yeah. like charging thousands of pounds for their <laughs> app all the time. I remember that. Oh, it's just awful. And I mean, what, like, because then it'd be like, oh, this is free to download. And then you'd like pay a bit and then you get to the next level. And before you knew it, you'd have this like yeah. massive bill. Um so sometimes it, it is difficult because the the way it's like marketed as well, like how do you explain that to a four year old? It's just, I know. There's no just, there's there's no way to to do that for a parent apart from like say yes or no to certain apps and yeah, yeah it is finding like an app that's reputable and doesn't cost right. Uh, but I, I also love the fact that with things like apps or just digital products in general, well speaking for Twinkle, it's nice. It's re- it's a really great tool for children because, so for example, Learn and Explore, there's so many different models in on the app itself, and it's a nice way for children to sort of discover what their interests are. Yeah, yeah. It's not just a textbook, this is what you are doing today. It's a, I want you to go and have a look yourself and see what you like. And I love that because it gives children that opportunity to discover their own interests. And if they do, if they are interested in something, interested sorry they can then go and find out a bit more it tailors learning to suit the child rather than the other way around and I think that's so important and there's like when we were at school there's it was things like we were creating powerpoints and things like that and I'm sure this is probably a teacher secret it's not a secret everybody knows but sometimes (laughs) when you've not prepared as much and you'll be like oh I found a a twinkle powerpoint I'll just use that in such and such lesson because you've been focusing on other lessons so if it might be for that one English lesson that day you're just going to use the powerpoint and you've not even looked at it in advance and there's a quote and I don't know who it's by but it basically says about how failing to prepare is preparing to fail and I love that because powerpoints of just powerpoints on their own are very much like that you kind of you don't (laughs) really look in detail at it because you assume everything's already there sure whereas I think with interactive apps and even twinkle powerpoints 
there is a lot more interaction with them. Like I know with Learn and Explore, we're trying to link our models to the PowerPoint. So it gives children that chance to explore. We've got a World War II pack where um, each lesson, there are models that are specifically designed for that lesson. So for example, when the child is learning about gas masks, rather than just looking at a static slide and um, with some boxes, they can actually use the app and then look at that same gas mask that they see on the screen and find out bits about it and go into detail on the bits that they find interesting. That's very I just love how apps and digital products tailor to suit children. I think that's so important because we throw so much information at them. And you and I both know as adults, we are more interested in things that, I guess, interest us. We will learn more when it's something that we find interesting. Yeah, well, you know, passion is... is Mm. contagious isn't it so if you're if you're stood in front of a class and you're kind of just like oh I'm gonna do this da, 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 and it's yeah. just it just doesn't make for like anything fun but if you're like bringing the energy and you're excited about the resources you're going to use and you've got all these like cool fresh ideas and I think it's actually quite empowering like using something and challenge challenging yourself as an educator to like have a go and all right we all have technical issues don't we like it's happened so many times like yeah. the whiteboard stops working or your computer does like some ridiculous update in the middle of the day and then you can't access your stuff for the afternoon or you know the 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 iPads are all booked out by another class all these Mm. different things and at the end of the day like that's one thing but let's say you have all the tech at your disposal even at that point if it's difficult then it's still a learning point whether you've been teaching one year whether you've been teaching 20 years it doesn't really matter like it should be like a constant learning process because you know coding for us like you'll probably remember these like little e-bot things remember yeah. those I think some yeah. schools still have them actually yeah they do, they do. Um, nice. and they were super cute I remember like programming them in year six and thinking it was like the coolest thing ever that this robot <laughs> would like listen to what I was saying um I felt like me and this robot had this like you know real solid connection but actually it's just like listening to code um but you know there's there's so many more advanced things to to teach kids and from from coding now have you got have you got like a favorite product or you like you're not allowed to say that because I would like I I would only say learn and explore because I am the product owner for that but not just because I am product owner I genuinely like you I just find it really exciting um just being able to immerse yourself in learning like I find augmented reality just really really interesting and I actually (laughs) found out so in 2021 there were 0.81 billion augmented reality users 0.8 billion and by 2024 it would it's set to reach 1.73 billion oh my gosh it's crazy just how fast technology is growing and what I love is this is just through my personal experience because um, I've recommended the app to um, parents as well as obviously schools and children. And I find that the children often find it easier to navigate the app than um, parents. And it's that's no criticism of the app. It's a brilliant app. But it's it just goes to show the fact that we forget sometimes that children essentially are digital natives. Like They've grown up with this technology yeah. around them. So for them, it's just it's natural for them to be able to use these things. And I think because of that, as adults, we shouldn't ever be afraid to learn from children. And me and you have had this conversation where we love sometimes just watching our children and seeing what they do because it's so 
pure and we can learn from our children as well as them learn from us and the fact that yeah I when agree. it comes to technology I know when I, yeah when I was teaching computing we used to have I think a lot of schools do I had digital leaders at school and these were children who are sort of the experts and they would actually go around and help teachers and they would run sessions for kids and things like that obviously um, I would supervise but it's just a great way it empowers children in ways that sometimes they can't and I know there's people who are really could be really really quiet but when it comes to editing a video they could do it um just it just it just gives them a different way to show their learning in ways not everybody wants to stand up in front of the class and give a speech about something Whereas if you ask them to go away and make a podcast about it, they would happily do it because that's their way that they can relay their information, I think. Yeah, it's and it's recognising that, isn't it? Because I remember at one point, like, there was this, like, I know that speaking is part of the English curriculum, but they would, they'd make you kind of stand up and read, like, an entire chapter of a book. And my school in particular was, like, really big on, like, classical literature I don't know why they just were, but we would have to, I mean, being like 14, 15, trying to read Shakespeare fluently, like it's your native tongue. It's just like madness to me. Um, and, you know, I, I don't really mind reading out loud, but for some kids that is like end game, like it is like the worst. But if you ask them to go and present the information in a different way, then all kinds of possibilities are unlocked and, you know, yeah. we, we we don't end up stifling. We end up, you know, empowering kids. You know, that, that yeah. that's a really lovely thing to to take away from it is that you're not tarn, tarn, tarning? Is that the right word? Everyone the same brush? I know that's tarring. right. Tarring. Tarring. Yeah, like you tar. Um, <laughs> a tarn is a type of body of water, so that's not useful. <laughs> but, yeah, it's... um. It is. It's it's really cool. But I do I do have um some quick fire questions for you, Darshna. Okay. Okay. To to, to wrap up, um yeah. and and it's just like the first dance that pops into your head. Okay. Okay. So question one, favorite video game ever. Oh look, I didn't answer. You're gonna have to ask me that again because like my mind went really blank there. Sorry. Okay. <laughs> do, you, do you want me to ask again, or you want me to come back to it? <laughs> Sorry, I was just, I have so many games in my head. Okay, ask me again and then I'll answer you. Okay, let's take that again. (laughs) Favourite video game ever? Super Mario World. Oh, I love that. Okay, favourite... I had it on my Game Boy and um, it's always just like a memory. It was the first game I ever completed all of. You can tell I'm an 80s child. Nice. That's (laughs) why. Favourite console? Game Boy. Oh my god, yeah. Well, Game Boy Classic or Game Boy Color, though? Classic, because yeah. Game Boy Color is backlit and it's really difficult to see in certain lights. It is, I hear you. Okay, favorite app now as an adult? Spotify. Very, very good one. Um, favorite podcast? Yours, of course. Oh, Darshna. What? <laughs> Appreciate it. Appreciate it. <laughs> all true. All true. You're the world. Your biggest fan of the show, I'm sure. And yes. finally, best digital product that you recommend. It could be one that's coming up. It could be one that already exists in your arsenal of digitality. That's not even a word, but I'm going to make it a word. Um, yeah, <laughs> fa- favorite one to recommend. I 
do love learn and explore because I work with an incredible team who are all passionate. It just makes learning more accessible in a way that suits the child. Yeah, it's ace. Oh, Darshna, like, it, it's so great to have you on and you know, I wish you all the best of luck like in the new role and I'm so excited to see where all the products go next and yeah, it's, um, I'm sure you'll keep us all updated on it. But yeah, thanks I so will. much. And Thank I'm sure you. The next Thanks for listening to the show and don't forget to follow us so you don't miss any awesome chat. Bye.